Okay, in Zion, the Rebbe changes the direction of the Mimer. Well, I said that yesterday. I'm not sure whether it's a change of direction. It's just uh, turbocharged. Yeah. Where the Pshat and the Medrash at the beginning of the Mimer is no longer simply that the Pikach is the one who doesn't go for a Vedazara, but rather would be connected to the Melech, even though that means there's going to be less Hashpa, there's going to be less bounty from above. The peacock is not interested in the bounty, he's interested in a connection to the melech, and so he doesn't deal with, he's not interested in the, in the, in the, in the, in the moshal, he's not interested in the sarim, in the duchsin, the stratelutin, v'chulei, in the nimshal, what does that mean? That means that he's interested in, in bounty from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, if he's not really interested in bounty, but he wants to be connected to a Kaddish Baruch Hu and not connected to any of these intermediaries. In Zion, the Rebbe says that really that means on a deeper level that not only is based on the simple pshat is he not interested in the hashpa coming from the ayin sarim, but he's not he's he's not even interested in the spiritual levels of true godly reality, elamatzilus, the spheres of atzilus, and even beyond. The mushal the Rebbe brings at the end of Zion to help us understand that is the mushal of someone walking into the kiten shel melech, the king's palace but the king's chamber, which the word kitain might mean um, a simpler chamber, that he walks into, he, he might be distracted by all of the incredible opulence on the way into the king's chamber and actually not make it into the king's chamber because he finds all of the splendor and beauty of the hallways and the, and the chambers on the way in so captivating and so fascinating that he forgets where he is and he forgets to go to the king. So that's the muscle of someone who might be overcome by the beauty of spiritual elevation and spiritual growth and forget about a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Right? It's all about my spiritual growth and my, my this and my that, right? Okay, that's my life and my, the meaning of my life and the spiritual growth. It's that spiritual, it's still spiritual, but it still doesn't necessarily have much to do with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. It has more to do with me. We're going to see in Tess just where that can lead, which is really quite astounding what the Rebbe is about to say in Tess. In Ches, so the Rebbe takes that to, to the point where he explains the statement of the Altar. First, he explains the Pasuk of David Amelech, Mili Shemaim Ve'im Chaloi Chafatzti, the Pasuk in, in Tehillim that's quoted very, very often in Chesidus. Who is to me in Shemaim Ve'im and with you, Lei Chafatzti, I don't desire. In other words, I'm not interested in any spiritual level of attainment, I simply want the king. Right, that was explained in terms of the Alter Rebbe's relatively uh, commonly said, evidently, uh, statement. Ich will nit dein Gan Eden, ich will nit dein Elam Haba, ich will nit as dich allein. I don't want your Gan Eden, I don't want your Elam Haba, I want only you alone. And what's the Chiddush in that? Why is that so interesting? Why is that so astounding? If you're going to tell me that you alone is a is a is a hundred million dollars, and and Gan Eden is and Elam Haba is ten billion dollars, and Gan Eden is five million dollars. So then, of course, I'll take a hundred million dollars. So what's what's so fascinating about desiring Atzmos? Why is that something that you have to be a pikeach to want to do? Maybe explain to us. Because when you're in front of the king, you don't exist. Exactly. You're not having any you kind of for yourself. It's not your spiritual experience. Right. You aren't experiencing anything because there's no you. Right. In Ganeidin, you're experiencing an incredibly pleasant expression of godly revelation. I can't say ever. I mean, I, I am experiencing that now, right? Chayish of Nefesh of every single one of us is there in Ganeidin experiencing that incredible pleasure, but we're not conscious of it here. That's a superconscious level of our neshama, and I, I don't know what that feels like. Don't know what it means. Haven't got a clue. Okay. That being said, it's evidently extremely pleasant. One moment of Elam Haba is worth all of the pleasure, is greater than all the pleasure that could possibly be experienced in this world. Okay. So if you're into pleasure, Elam Haba is the thing to want. If you're into Elokus, then Atzmus is what you want. Aye, but that means I'm not going to experience it. That's exactly what the Rebbe says. He's interested in Atzmus. That's so why we want to stay in Elam Hazar. So Elam Hazar is the place you can get Atzmus. person wants, wants revelation. I mean, you know, do a, I mean, obviously it's not going to work, right? But do a lot of mitzvahs and jump off a bridge. Right? Jumping off the bridge messes it up. But, right? So you want Gan Eden. So go to Gan Eden. Right? What are you doing here? 
You want atzmus? This is the place to be. Why? Because every time you do a mitzvah, that's what you're connecting to. Ah, you don't feel it. You're not a kli for that. There is no kli for that. But that's what it is. Okay, and the Rebbe explains at the bottom, at the bottom of, uh, of, of Ois Ches on page Kufav, that even though these levels are Dain Ganeiden and Dain Elam Haba, the Alter Rebbe experienced these levels and understands that there's, there are levels of godly reality. Still the Pikeach in the, in the Mosh. Now in the Medrash, the Pikeach is, is Imam have to be a Pikeach. To be a, again, as the Rebbe says, Pikeach. The Nesif Lezeh, the last three lines, the Nesif Lezeh, Shagiluim de Ganeiden Velam Haba Atzma. That in addition to the fact that these revelations of Ganeid and Elam Haba Atzam, Him Giluim Nailim Beyesim, they're very lofty, powerful levels of Gilui, Mizgala Al Yodam, and what's revealed through these levels of reality, Kol Masha'ev Shelis Galiz Mihamar, all that can be revealed. Meaning when you're talking about Ur, infinite godly light, so these are these are very lofty levels of infinite godly light, but what's light? Light isn't the Ebishter himself, it's the revelation of him, it's not Mamish him, it's not Atzmus. Right? So these are the highest levels that are able to re- reveal all they can of the Ma'or, but what's the Ma'or? The Ma'or is the Ebishter is, is Mamish Atzmus. Dich alone, you alone, the Alter Rebbe says. Mikol Makam nevertheless ain't a the Alter Rebbe says he doesn't want them. The cold retaining all of his desire who rock batsmus. Dichalain. Problem is I'm not going to experience that. Okay? It's not a problem. If it is what's real, so then that's what the Pikach wants. Okay. So that's a rather astounding shot in the Medrash now. Now the Rebbe t- explains how all of these levels of this of, of, of the of our understanding of the Medrash are ultimately the same, and the Rebbe says something quite astounding in this paragraph. The Yeshulaimer, the Pedish Zeh, that this explanation of Ananosiv Malka, right, was the Pikeh say, I'm taking the king. He doesn't go to the ministers. He's not interested in the Minister of Commerce, he's not interested in the Minister of Agriculture, he's not interested in any of the ministers. This Understanding of Ananasiv Malka in the Medrash. She'ena said that he doesn't want Bahadargas, the Kedusha. He doesn't want these high levels of holy reality. Shalomailav, above, Elo Batsmus. He just wants the Ebrister align. Dich align. You. The Ebrister Mamish. And that's the deepest shot in it. And that's the Pikach foregoing all of his own spiritual adventure and spiritual pleasure and spiritual reality. He's not interested in any of that. That's not what's happening. All he's interested in is connecting the Atzmas. How do you connect the Atzmas? Well, if you're Nailam Haza, how do you connect the Atzmas? So the Rebbe's going to talk about how a person can have the conscious awareness of such a thing. But, but the, the, how does one connect the Atzmas and Nailam Haza? It's called doing a mitzvah. That's what a mitzvah is. A mitzvah is not about the spiritual feeling that you get from the mitzvah. That's not what it's about. It's about God, not you. Oh, that's very, very hard to sell. You're right, very hard to sell. Right? 100%. Doc, that's what you asked earlier. Why doesn't everybody know this? Most people don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm not interested in giving up any their life. Right? Not so easy to do that. Right? Do we want to hear it? I think we find it astoundingly, um, uh, an amazingly challenging idea. Okay, Beseder, but getting there? Whoa. But it's not a matter, as soon as a person, even even those words are the wrong words, because getting there is about me getting there. It's not about me getting there, because it's not about me. It's about him. It's not about my spirituality and my upliftedness and, my, and the meaning of my life. All those things happen, Right? There's no question all those things happen. The Abishta gives us amazing things. But ultimately, what, so, so what's the Abishta's job in the world? The Abishta's job in the world, evidently, I mean, this is, he, he decided, right? We didn't decide what his job is. He decided his job is to give us everything we need. Which is very kind of him. Right? And we're all very happy that that's the job he took for himself. So he makes sure that we have air, and he makes sure that we have food, and he makes sure that we have all those things we need in a way that's beyond belief and beyond the way that it's been done for any generation that ever existed in, 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 in Elam Hazen. Okay. 
What's our job? Our job is to give him what he wants. What does he want? He wants to do a He wants to be revealed in Elam Hazah. So what should our fo- his focus is us. What should our focus be hidden? The problem is he put this thing in us called the Nefesh Bahamis. And so because of that Nefesh Bahamis, it's very easy for our focus to be ourselves. And even if we get our Nefesh Bahamis into religion, religion, right? It might want to be religious, right? Okay. What's that? That's focusing on me. Hmm? What I get from the relationship. Okay, but that's not a real relationship. That's why we have relationships. So we can realize the relationships are not about what we get from the relationship, but what we give to the relationship. So in terms of the Abishter, what we get, he gives us everything. That's his job. Our job is to give him everything. What does that mean? Your whole being. Everything about you. I am not Shaykh. Well, well, again, we said twice the Rebbe is going to teach us that we are. Even though the first time, which is at the bottom of this paragraph, he's going to say, as I'm going to explain great, more later. But even he gives us a taste of it at the end of this paragraph. But the Rebbe says something quite astounding. This highest level of Ananosiv Malka. And when you talk, when, when Lubavitchers forbring about this mimer, they forbring about this, about Zion and Ches, right? That's what you forbring about. You're not forbring, forbring about not being an Avid of Edezor. Right? That's pretty push it. Right? That's obvious. Okay. So this this level of Ananosiv Malka, which we just finished, the highest level, Vahapedush and the second line. And the explanation the Ananosiv Malka, the explanation of that line in the in the Medrash, Kipshute. And in the Medrash, Kipshute, in the Medrash, what is it that he says? What's he turning his back on? The 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 peacock who goes to the king, what, what is he not interested in? Avedah Zerah. Right? That's the simple shot in the Medrash. Right? And we just got to a point in the Medrash where he's not interested in spheres that silus. That's where the Rebbe just took us. Okay, so those two levels are quite distant one from the other. Right? Okay. So the Pedrash... All he wants is the Abish to align. Excuse me. The simple pshat in the Medrash. That we learned at the beginning of the Maimur. That he doesn't serve idols. He doesn't serve intermediaries. Whatever that intermediary might be, and we talked about that at length, that intermediary can be his job, his degree, whatever it is that's simply an intermediary for the Baruch of HaKadosh Baruch to be drawn into the world, and that itself was a state of pikhus, being a person who realizes that everything comes from the Ebrister, so his Parnassah comes from the Ebrister also, so, he, so it, it, it doesn't come from the degree he has, it doesn't come from the factory he owns. Of course the factory is a cleave for it's a vehicle for bringing down bracha from a Kaddish Baruch just like the apple is a vehicle for giving you energy but you don't worship the apple you put the, buy the apple and put it up on a little pedestal in your house before you put it in the fridge a little pedestal and you say some prayers to the apple and then put it in the drawer right, where do you get your kayach from? the apple? that's how you get kayach okay. but we don't worship it Right, it strikes us as funny to think that someone who doesn't do that has to be a pikeach. But the Rebbe explained to us how a person can fall into that trap. So now look what the Rebbe is about to say. It's even more wild. Shayochim zelaze. These two levels are relevant one to the other. Bechlau. In in whenever the Rebbe teaches something so interesting, one of the one of the main. Kavim and the Rebbe's learning of Torah is that all the different perushim on a particular idea are, are, are connected one to the other. So, these two ideas, the simplest idea in the Medrash, that the Pikeach is the one who goes to the king and not to the intermediaries. He'll get more shefa from the intermediaries. But he wants the king. And this level that we just learned in Zion and Ches, <coughs> that the Pikeach is the one, the Pikach is the one who doesn't want any spiritual elevation. He's not interested in spiritual growth. He's interested in connecting to the king, which is the ultimate in spiritual growth, but that's not what he's interested in. 
It's interesting in the king, right? It's like that marshal of the husband and the wife that we talked about way back, right? But there's all sorts of different levels of the relationship of the husband to the wife, and some of those levels will relate to shefa, will relate to things that the husband gets, right? So it can be the husband who brings flowers to his wife because he wants a good dinner. So he's all alive. Okay, fine. There's the husband who's a little more sophisticated. He brings flowers to his wife because it makes a nicer atmosphere in the house. Still for him. There's the husband who brings flowers to his wife so that he can be a better husband. Tikkunamides. Still for him. It's all about him. He's a better husband. And then there's the guy who brings flowers to his wife because he loves his wife. Oh, finally, his wife. First time she's been part of the equation. Okay. That guy, that's called Lishma. That's just a mashal for a sikha, the Rebbe. The Rebbe talks about three different levels of shaloi lishma. A person who does mitzvahs for reward in this world, a person who does mitzvahs for reward in Elam Haba, that's a higher level, and a person who does mitzvahs for tikkun amidahs, to be a, a better person. That's the highest level of shaloi lishma, but it's still shaloi lishma, because it's still about me. And then there's a person who does mitzvahs, because the Ebishter likes mitzvahs. Okay. Now, that person who does mitzvahs, because the Ebishter likes mitzvahs, is he probably going to be a better person? Yeah, hopefully. I mean, if he's really into mitzvahs, yeah. Is he going to get Elam Habo? Yeah. Is he going to get Brach and Elam Haza? Yeah. It's all there. That's just not what he's interested in. That, <coughs> that husband who brought his wife flowers because his wife loves flowers. Is he a better husband? Yes. <coughs> is there a better atmosphere in the house? Yes. If she's cooking dinner, is it a better dinner? Yes. She might not be cooking dinner that night, okay. But if she is cooking dinner that night, it's a better dinner, no question. All that happens, but that's not what he's thinking about. Okay, so that's the level of the the peacock that we learned in the beginning of the Maimon, which is still uh, something impressive. He's not interested in the in, in the in the in the means. He's interested in the end. The end is wants a connection to the king. <clears throat> The end of the Maimur, I mean, now where we are, are so far the end, so it, it, it's the, it, we're not talking about bringing flowers, talking about experiencing, he's, he's not doing mitzvahs to experience incredible levels of godly uh, revelation. It's not what he's interested in. <coughs> What's he interested in? Atzimus. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry, something's in there. V'yuvenzel pia yadua. This will be understood. How these two levels... The highest level of, that we learned in Zion and Ches, and the most basic shot in the Medrash that we learned in the beginning of the Mimer, are both are relevant one to the other. Yuvenzel pia yadua sha'ava demili b'shemayim. This level of ava mili b'shemayim, which we talked about in Ois Ches yesterday, she'ena reitzah begiluim de Gan Eden, that he's not interested in the revelations of Gan Eden. He's not interested in spiritual pleasure. Ella ba'atzmas or He's simply interested in connecting to atzmas because that's what's real, that's what's true, that's what is. Afshu began Eden, even though and now the Rebbe says explicitly what what Mayor already explained to us. Afshu began Eden yishar b'mitziyusim. In Gan Eden, he's going to stay in his own existence. V'yelei hasoga v'tainug belakus, and I'll have a great comprehension and pleasure in elakus. That's Elam Abba. That's, that's Gan Eden. What do we say about Gan Eden? What does Chazal tell us? He'll, be, he'll derive incredible benefit from Ziva Shechina, from the radiance of the Divine Presence. Not from the Divine Presence itself, from the radiance of the Divine Presence. So to speak, the light is coming around the corner. Were he to experience Shechina itself, he would be completely bottled by Messias and wouldn't experience anything. The only thing that would exist would be the Ebishter, not him. Ziva Shechina, so to speak, the light is coming around the corner. So that's incredibly pleasant. Unbelievable. Metaphysical sunbathing. Gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling all over. A level of pleasure we can't even imagine. Truly, Mamish. Hmm? Do you think when... Uh, Moshe was on Har Sinai, that was Ziva? Uh, <laughs> also, Bayel Paro is not Ziva. That's why he was afraid to go there. Why does it say Bayel Paro, not Lechel Paro? Right. It says come to Paro, not go to Paro. 
Right? Because he was afraid to go. So Mitzadachad, he was afraid to go because the Abishtu was telling him to go meet the most powerful expression of Kalipa imagined. He was going to meet Parai in the seat of his power of Kalipa. And he had to overcome that. But what is Parai also? Parai in Kedusha is the place, the Ispariu Kol Naharim, that they burst forth from him all light. Param, Yelashin Ispariu, to burst forth from him. So what was Meisha afraid of? Meisha was afraid of encountering that level of Elokus. And he said, oh, I'll come, come here, because you have to see this. In order to defeat the Klippa of Pada, you have to be connected to Atzmas. Oh, wow. That's what happened. That's why he was afraid. The Medrash says Meisha was afraid. Masha'in came. Now, which is not the case in the case of Gan Eden, so that he stays in his Metsias. Obviously, not physical Metsias. It's on the level of his Neshama. His Neshama experiences an Aliyah, and experiences something extremely pleasant, then comes back in Telamazan. So, Sadiqim experienced that. You and I don't experience that. But Sadiqim experienced that. With Sayyid Vishayim, we talked about it yesterday. Aliyah and Neshama, the Balshemtev, talking about it in the first letter of the Balshemtev, in Keser Shemtev, was the Balshemtev talk about. We talked about it yesterday, day before the 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 or, well, it wasn't the day before you know, Thursday. That the Baal Shem Tov, uh, ex- explains how his neshama experienced a tremendous elevation, and he got to the heichel of Mashiach, and he asked Mashiach, Masai Kasimar, etc. That whole conversation it took place on, on a Rosh Hashanah when the Baal Shem Tov experienced a tremendous aliyah in the shom. Okay, now that that doesn't mean that 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 the Baal Shem Tov won't let that happen. It's very important. Why is that very important? So he comes back down and tells you and I. As we talked about when we learned it, right? What's most important? What's the most fascinating and amazing and impressive part of Matan Torah? That Moshe came back down. Not what Moshe experienced up there. That Moshe came back down here. What was waiting for Moshe back down here? Yeah, more than that. Never read the story, huh? Where would you rather be? Up there experiencing unbelievable godly reality, learning Torah B'chavrusa with the Kaddish Baruch or come down and see a bunch of nutty Jews dancing around a golden calf? Right? What did Meshach realize? Where's Atzmus? Down here. <coughs> what's going be, to feel better up there? No question about that. <laughs> but it's down here. Meshach came down. It's amazing. That's the bittle of Mesha. Came back down. What could Mesha do? Mesha could enjoy unbelievably lofty levels, levels of godly reality. What does he need us for? They <laughs> have to dre around with people like us. What? The Mesha of every generation. What do they spend their time doing? Teaching the Jewish people all sorts of important ideas about Torah and mitzvahs. What could they be doing? Sitting and learning Torah, experiencing levels of godly reality beyond anything we can imagine. spend a tremendous amount of time with us. Why? Well, that's what the Ebershter wants. That's where the Ebershter is for them. And that's what they're interested in. <clears throat> Not their spiritual development, but what the Ebershter is about. Right. Masha'in came, that which is not the case. So Gan Eden, there's, there's a Metzias. It's beautiful, it's incredible, it's amazing. It's comfortable. Beyond, that's not the case in terms of the revelation of Atzmus. He's He'll be completely bottled from his level, meaning he's not there. There's no him. There's just that. There's just the king. He doesn't exist. Once he's in the 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 the, the, the actual Kitan Shalmelech, on his way into the Kitan Shalmelech, passing all these incredibly beautiful places in the in the king's palace chamber after chamber, and that can be understood in Ruchnius also, chamber after chamber of beautiful godly revelation, incredible, amazing, beyond belief, something we can't even imagine, how beautiful it is and how uplifting it is and how pleasant it is. Again, one moment of pleasure of Elam Haba is greater than all of the pleasure that could possibly be experienced in all of the world. That's what Chazal said. All of the physical, emotional, spiritual intellectual pleasure that all of people and all of animals and all of Elam Hazah could possibly experience in 6,000 years of Elam Hazah, one moment of Gan Eden is greater than that. That's what Chazal say, Mishnah and Perkei Abbas. 
unbelievably pleasant, beyond anything we can imagine. But I'm still in Mitzvahs. And the Alter Rebbe is willing to forego that. Mikol Makem. That since the Gilui of Ganeiden, the revelation of Ganeiden is only a Ha'ara, only an illumination, a ray of light, but not, so to speak, the sun itself. Ziv HaShchina, it's the radiance of the Divine Presence, but not Shechina Atzma. that is immeasurable, Lagabe, relative to Atzma Sarein <laughs> the Pikach, this is the second shot in the Medrash, right? That the, the, the Rebbe taught us in Zion. <laughs> he chooses the Iker and not the Tafel, not that which is secondary. As, as amazing as that is, I mean, they're not talking about Shtus, he's talking about unbelievable levels in Kedusha, something we can't even imagine. Still not interesting. <laughs> From this it's understood. The kasher who beicher bagiluim the ganeid. When he's chuna, the Rebbe says something absolutely wild. The kasher who beicher bagiluim the ganeid. That when he chooses the revelations of ganeid, shehem kaloi choshiv. That they are <coughs> considered as not kaloi choshiv, as not choshiv. Considered legave atzmos or ensev relative to atzmos. It's for his own purposes. I lofty purposes, spiritual purposes, nefesh elokis purposes. But what did we see in Loisa Mishakela? That a person can even have an agenda mitzad his nefesh elokis, not just his nefesh abamis. A person can have his own ritzonis mitzad his nefesh elokis, right? He's got his own spiritual agenda. I'm interested in Torah and mitzvahs, but on my terms. What I, how I want to express myself that way. That's my terms. What will not happen, Ava won't happen. Why not? That the Rebbe called Timtu Mameyach. Right? The person's got his own retzenius, that he's a clean mole. He's a full vessel, and, and a clean mole in a full vessel, you can't put anything else in it. What's he full of? His own Ritzenis. And the Rebbe said that was what's so astounding about that, that line oh. in Lysa Mishakela. A fila Ritzenis, lay me by Ritzenis the Yitzhahara, but lay me by the Ritzenis of the Nevishah Bahamis. Certainly the Ritzenis of the, ne- of the Yitzhahara, that's a disaster. Certainly in the Ritzenis of the Nevishah Bahamis, that's also a disaster, even though that can be mutter. Still the Nevishah Bahamis, right? The difference in the Yitzhahara and Nevishah Bahamis, the Yitzhahara comes from the Nevishah Bahamis, but the Ritzenis of the Yitzhahara are things that are forbidden. The returnness of the Nevesh of Amish are things that are mutter, but it's still all about my own physical pleasure. It's mutter. It's still all physical pleasure. But, and then the Rebbe says, Lemi boyzevelat va'afilu returnness the Nevesh elokis. Even the desires of the Nevesh elokis. Whoa, what does that mean? My own spiritual agenda. God is interested in one thing. Okay, say that. I'm, I've got the, you know. I'll give him his Shabbos and I'll give him his this, I'll give him that, but okay, it's all to, because I have a certain plan in terms of what I want out of life and this fits perfectly in my plan. It's part of my plan. For my own growth and my own advancement spiritually. So it's still for him. It's still a lofty level. It's a lot better than being a grubber, young, drinking beer and burping, right? I mean, there's no comparison, right? But still for him. But that's what the, that's what the Rebbe is going to say. That's what's so amazing about what the Rebbe is saying right now. Why, why, why does he want Gan Because he wants to stay in his own Metzius. And enjoy this incredible spiritual pleasure. Which is pretty enticing. And, and I think all of us, hand on heart, would say, well, okay, Beseder, I get it. So I'm supposed to want Atzmus. Okay, Beseder, I do. I want Atzmus. But you know what? I wouldn't mind a little glimpse of Gan Eden. You know, give me that. Let me just see that. What does that look like? I don't want to die. I just want to think that this God appears to me and says, hello, and strokes my cheek and says, it's me. I, that would be pretty cool. I wouldn't mind that. Right? <laughs> like, you know, and, and that's okay. Okay, I'm done. That was enough. Now I'll get into Atzmus. Because Atzmus isn't stroking my cheek, because my cheek's not there. But if it's if it's Gan Eden, it's Yid, beautiful Yid, I love you. 
We're looking, oh, wow. Sounds good. I wouldn't mind that. Well, we're not the peacock in the... Now, not only are we not the peacock, look what the Rebbe says that's about, which is really heavy. You know, look, what are you going to say? The Rebbe's not fooling around. After she yavim, he said, what could come from this? Al yedei ribu ishtashlus, through a lot of downward emanations. Dahagam she yedeya, that even though he knows, shashpa shal yedeya ayin sarin, that even though he knows that all the bounty that comes through the 70 metaphysical powers that correspond to the 70 nations of the world, which we talked about in Zion on Thursday, that it's coming from a place of Mavis, which we talked about earlier in the mind. Right? Why is it a place of Mavis? That they change and the Melech doesn't change, meaning the Melech is Emes, and Emes, Emes is forever. And the, the Sarim represent a level that comes and goes, meaning it's not even when it's here, it's not absolute truth, because it's going to disappear. Right, so they have no metzias amitis. That level of shefa, that level of bounty, has no absolute truth. So the, 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 in, in that level of pshat in the mind, when we were learning that level, the pikach doesn't want that. He wants truth. He wants it from the king. But what if there's and then the rabbi saying something? What are you going to say? I mean, uh, the, the, we just have to say it, right? How are we going to live live this? Well, okay, we'll, we'll get there. The Rebbe will talk about it. But in all fairness, we just finished out the Tetzava, so we've encountered it. It's not the Tetzava. The Rebbe gives us a peek into how to figure out this mime, even though the Tetzava was said 10 years later. <coughs> and given to us as Hasidim as an edited mime three years later. Say that, it doesn't matter. If there's any me in it, even if it's me and my own spiritual growth and my own spiritual pleasure, what might that lead to, the Rebbe says? Even though that I know that it's coming from a place that's not a place I want to connect to. He'll desire this hashpa more hashpa why? Because he, he's more than interested in the Shefa Baribui. To put that in slightly different terms, if my Yiddishkeit is about my own spiritual elevation and spiritual growth, etc., etc., I might cheat in my business. Same guy. Why? It's about me. My religion is about me, so my business will be about me, and I'll cheat. Ah, <coughs> it's coming from a place of Tuma, I know, but I get more that way. Because crime pays, everybody knows that. Right? If crime didn't pay, no one would do it. Of course it pays. Right? So I won't be honest, my business. That's heavy. That's what the Rebbe just said. I mean, I, from, the, from not reaching the highest level that the Rebbe explains in Zion and Ches, I'll reach the lowest level that the Rebbe's talking about in Beis and Gimel, about the, the Eved Aveda Zara. What's his Aveda Zara? That he's willing to do anything to get Shefa. Well, he knows it comes from God, but okay, say there, it comes from God. But if I don't cheat a little in my business, then uh, I won't make as much. It's probably true. That's how it works. You want to be honest, you might sacrifice some money by being honest, right? So some people are interested in less, but it's pure and holy, than more that's polluted. Right. So you're saying that, he's, he's saying that someone who is interested in a spirituality as an object, as a goal, uh, even though they're doing mitzvahs and stuff, they still could fall victim to this. Because it's coming from the same place. Which is a heavy thing to say. Yeah. Meaning, the, when the Rebbe talks about tshuva, the Rebbe talks about a ramp. If you relate to tshuva as a ramp, thank you, man. You're going out on top there. That if you're talking about a ramp, so this place on the ramp and this place on the ramp are on the same plane, they're connected. 
There's a higher and lower, but they're the same thing. Just more or less of it. Right? This and this, steps, this is a completely different place than this. Right? It's not it. <laughs> the Balchuvu walks into the yeshiva and is Baruch Hashem into it and makes very serious changes in his life. Serious changes. That's the beginning of the process. That's not the end of the process. He's just beginning the process of a life that hopefully will be related to a, related to a Kodesh Baruch. The fact that he's keeping Shabbos and eating kosher, and that's in the huge, that's everything. Okay, but in terms of his own understanding of all of that, where is it? Well, at the beginning, it's going to be rather self-oriented. I mean, where else is it going to come from, right? Okay, what, what is he challenged to do if he happens to have the bad luck of running into the Lubavitcher Rebbe? He's going to be challenged that it shouldn't be about him. And I'll be so bold as to say that's the only person who's going to challenge him to do that. No one else will. Everybody else will talk about spiritual growth. And the Rebbe is the only one who will talk about God. And that's why, I mean, Rabbi Wichlin's father told me 35 years ago, Rabbi Wichlin's father, Elam Shalom, told me 31, he opened the yeshiva for Balei Tshuva in Yerushalayim. It wasn't 35, it was 31. We got a brook from the Rebbe to open the yeshiva for Balei Tshuva in Yerushalayim, which Bez Hashem Mayanot is the Gilgul of that. He said, you'll never have as many students as the other yeshivas. So I said, thank you very much for the bracha. I appreciate that. Why? Why? You're asking much too much. You're going to have to ask much too much. You can't tell them it's all about them and their life. You're going to have to tell them it's all about God and his life. That's less popular. Bottom line, it's just less popular. It's harder to sell. This is harder to say. You have to be. A, it, there's no way you say this on the other side of the, the wall. There's no way. Right? People, whoa! Right? What did I sign up for? I didn't sign up for anything. No one signed up. Right? right? It's like that story that uh, I told you the, from David Aaron, right? That kid who said, who left Eshatara. Why do you leave Eshatari? He said, Rabbi, I'm starting to believe in God, and if I believe in God, I realize it's all about him and it's not about me, so I don't want that. I want to be. Because if there's a God, then I'm not. And I want to be. So he left. Okay. David says, and I think there's something to what I remember when he told the story. He said, that person believed in God more than anybody I've ever met. Because <laughs> what did he realize it means? Well, if he is, I'm not. Whoa. Not I'm not that I'm a nothing and unimportant. No, exactly the opposite. I'm not, which means I'm of absolute importance because for whatever reason, there's also this level in which we are and the Abishter thinks we're very, very important because he wants us to do something for him. Why? I don't know. I'll go ask him. That's his problem. That's not ours. Right? So we can either use this incredible thing that he gives us called existence for ourselves or we can use it for him. But even if we're using it for him within the context of our own spiritual growth, so the Rebbe says, there are, d there are different levels of that. The lowest level and the highest level, but they're connected. And then there's a level that's completely beyond that, and that's the Pitak in the Medrash. He says, I just want the king. Is that hard? Well, I don't know. I assume you experience life in a similar way that I do. I mean, I, you know, no, no one can know what anybody else experiences, but I assume we have fairly similar and shared experiences. And one of the most, I mean, one of the most, I'll say one of the most, I don't know, powerful experiences we have is that guy called I. It's a pretty powerful experience. It's an amazing experience. God gave it to us. It's amazing. What a gift to experience existence. Wow. Okay, now what? <laughs> Be a peacock. Realize that that existence is all a lakus. How? Okay, we haven't finished the mimer, right? <clears throat> the simplest way of expressing that is by doing a mitzvah. How did everybody do with the kavanah and tefillin yesterday? Anybody remember to do it? Okay, I 
rest my case. <coughs> Can't even remember to do it ten minutes after we talk about it in Shir. Right. Okay. If you remind me, I'll, I'll mention it again. <laughs> if you remember, there's something to remind me about. Okay, it might be. It's not, not that, they, 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 that this is necessarily necessarily going to happen, but the Rebbe simply say it's possible for someone to be very, very seriously and sincerely interested in Yiddishkeit <coughs> and to cheat in their business at the same time. Why? Because they lose sight of what's real such that they might do some certain unscrupulous things in business. But where's that coming from? It's coming, it might be coming from exactly the same place that is driving them in their Yiddishkeit, which is their own spiritual growth. Are they bad people? They're not bad people. They're amazing people. Just making a mistake. Is that most of us? All of us? Yeah, probably. Can we get out of there? Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, the Rebbe wouldn't be talking about this. Because if it's only for, for, for the Rebbe and the Friedegger Rebbe and, and the Baal Shem Tev and Rabbi Akiva and, and the Chofetz Chaim, so then sort of a waste of our time, isn't it? <laughs> What's he talking to us about? It? It's not. It's not only for them. And also, now the Rebbe goes even further. A person can end up being an Eved of it is there. It's just wild. It's also in this, in this way relative to the mistake. The ones who serve the intermediaries. That they think these intermediaries have, have, have true reality. Now, in the, in the Medrash, what are they talking about? People who are serving constellations, etc. Okay? And actually, in the Medrash specifically, what are they talking about? They serve the sun and the moon. <coughs> right? That's specifically what the Medrash mentions. Right? What would that be today, in today's terms? Most people aren't serving the sun and the moon. What might they be serving? What idols are they serving? Not themselves. That's, everybody does that. Well, iPhones. Well, no, I don't think they're serving their iPhone. I think it's much more sophisticated. They're serving their 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 whatever means they think they're going to uh, need and use in order to make a living. And God can't. God can't. Their jobs or their career, their careers or their or their degree. Right. Does that mean don't get a degree? I didn't say that. That's not what I'm saying. Right? Do you really you think the degree is the reason that you're making the money you're making? Then you're an Avid of Because yeah. you're worshipping an intermediary. Where does your Parnassah come from? God. Kachazer. Okay. Does God use intermediaries to give you that Parnassah? Yes, absolutely. 100%. We've talked about it. Does God use an apple to give you energy? Yes. You don't get your energy straight from God. You have to eat an apple. Or uh, or shakshuka, right? I think it's shakshuka day, yeah. right? <laughs> right? Shakshuka. You have to eat. I mean, you don't have to eat some shakshuka. There's always eggs at the end of the table, Baruch Hashem, for those who don't like their breakfast, looking back at them. But 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 <laughs> so so whatever it is that we need, there's all sorts of intermediaries that we use in order to get vitality, but we don't bow down to them. Hopefully, right? But if I bow down to it, if I really think that the intermediary is the source of the bracha, so then I make the same mistake as the pagan bowing down to the sun. It's just, I mean, it's more sophisticated. Well, either it is or it isn't, I don't know. It's more common, so we'll call it more sophisticated. We want to feel better about ourselves. But what's the difference? The sun isn't important to you? You do a lot worse without the sun than you do without a college degree. I mean, the sun's a little more important to us, right? 
Okay, so what mistake did they make? So the Rebbe explains it at the beginning of the Mimer. Quoting the Rambam, and the Rambam discusses it at the beginning of Hilchus Avedis Kechavim. They made a perfectly reasonable mistake that since the Kodesh Baruch Hu gave these things tremendous honor and power and, and, and influence and, and a, a very central place in the running of the world, so then it's reasonable to worship them. Okay, wrong! But... Not unreasonable. That's why there's 54 mitzvahs of the 300, I think it's 54, of the 360, of the, of the 613 mitzvahs in the Torah, even though it's, it's mostly negative commandments, obviously, right? Regarding the Vedazara. Why are there so many mitzvahs against the Vedazara? Because I guess it's something that a person has to be really careful about. Right? Aye, the Abishta took away the taiva for, for gods of silver and gods of gold from us, that's true. Right. That's what I'll say. Right. So what was it replaced with? Silver. Right. People don't have taivas for gods of silver anymore. They have taiva for silver. Right. Just without the god part. Okay, so I can worship that and think that that's absolutely necessary. It's that that, that intermediary is absolutely necessary. It's an intermediary. Right. Well, this is nice to have you. Everybody should have lots and lots of bracha and lots and lots of cash in the bank so they can do all the good things that they're able to do in Elamazah. But, but it's all coming from the Abish. That doesn't mean you don't go to work. You have to go to work. Same way you don't not eat an apple if you're hungry. No, no, it'll come straight from God. No, it won't. You better eat an apple if you're hungry. Don't be an idiot. Right. What, what, what's wrong? Do I have to separate you two? You can sit together and behave? Right. So, so, right? So, you have to eat the apple. No, I'm not going to go to work and God will take care of me. No, that's not how it works. Just like I'm going to sit here and wait for God to make my belly not hungry and it'll just make that up. No, you got to take an apple and eat it and that'll give you energy. That's the way it works. Right. Why? I don't know. That's the way it made it work. Okay. So, you have to go to work. You have to go earn a living. Okay, but how do you relate to it? Well, it's just the Abish there. It's just one of these things that has to be done in order to draw down Elokus. That Elokus is an apple that has unbelievably God, unbelievable amount of godly energy in it, vitalizing it. And when I eat it, that godly energy becomes part of my energy, and now I have energy. Why do I have to do that? I don't know. It's kachazeh. There are tzaddikim who do that a lot less than you and me. They eat a lot less. They sleep a lot less. On. Not as connected to Gashmas, so they need less of these intermediaries. But they don't wor- no, We're not. We're not worshiping. Hopefully, not worshiping the intermediaries. So that intermediary can be the college degree. Right. That's not that the college degree is bad. Just like an apple is not bad. <laughs> don't worship it. God can't do it without it. God can't make me a living without it. That's not true. Mm-hmm. So what? They consider them as something real. That the the bounty comes from them themselves. Not that they're simply intermediaries for the godly bounty to come down. What's the sun? We get unbelievable bounty from the sun. The sun takes care of us, keeps us warm, gives us light, grows our crops. Yay him! Good God! But what is he? Maybe to put him there to do that. It has nothing to do with him. Right. Do we appreciate his existence? Absolutely. What do we thank for it? Not him. Thank the Abishta. And you do. In davening, you're going to thank the Abishta for the sun, right? You're going to go and start praising God. Hallelujah, Hashem, Mina, Shemaim. Right? And you're going to name all sorts of heavenly things that are useful for you. Hallelujah, Hashem, Mina, Aretz. Same capital to Hillam. In the middle, you change to Aretz. You might not have ever noticed this, right? Because we only say it every day, but who notices what we say, right? It's very hard for us to notice these things, right? So with the first part of the capital in, of, of the Halalukas is Halalus Shemina Shemayim, and we mention all sorts of heavenly bodies. Halalus Shemina Aretz, and then we mention all sorts of things down here, right? What are they? The Abish to create all these things for us. It's good stuff. Helps us. We, we worship them? No, we worship Him. But if there's any me involved on any level, so then that me can express itself on any of these levels. That's what the Rebbe's saying. Let's find a place to stop and we'll pick up tomorrow morning.
Why? That was one of the mistakes, if you'll recall, at the beginning of the Mimer. Or the second mistake, or that they actually have a choice who they're going to give to and who not, which is one of the mistakes. Right? So I better bring a basket of fruit to the sun because the sun will shine more on my field than on his field because, because I brought a basket of fruit and he didn't. So we'll read, just read the next line. It'll give us something. Well, there's a period three lines that will read it, and then it'll give us something to think about when we're davening. The Mizesh rates of Bagiluim the Gan Eden. Rabbi's taking it back to the highest level. But that which he wants, the revelations of Gan Eden, Veloi Ba'atzmus Arein Seif, and not Atzmus. Hainushu Neisin Chashivus Le'inin Shemichutz La'atzmus. He gives some importance to something other than Atzmus. The highest level of godly light. He gives some chashivas to that importance. <coughs> but the Rabbi says it's 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 astounding. It's possible what can come out of this. Through obviously tremendous downward emanation, so it start you know it starts from a place of tremendous kedusha and ends up in a place of the opposite. That he can actually give some importance to. Intermediaries. That they, so to speak, have a choice. That really comes from them. Okay, what does that mean in modern day life? That the person will spend his essential intellectual and emotional energy on making his business better. Because he really thinks that his business is the source of his parnasa and not the Ebishtim. So his intellectual and emotional energy will be in that. He'll learn. When he's tired, he'll sit and learn the daf yemi. He'll fall asleep in the middle. He's beseder. He's learning his daf yemi. He's learning his rambam. He's learning his chitas. He learns a maimer chesidus. Maybe Shabbos in the morning. Maybe sheni v'chamishi. Maybe every day. Who knows? Right? Not this one. Right? But, but he'll learn something. Right? But what? His essential intellectual and emotional energy, where will it be spent? Trying to make a living. That itself is only an intermediary. The living itself is only an intermediary. Right? You're not here to get make money. You need money in order to make a deal with Achtainim. You can't, you can't do what you have to do unless you have some money. So you need some money. Right? It's a pain in the neck. It's a complete pain in the neck. Right? So if you get lucky, you might be able to find a way to make money that will actually be of use itself, which is a big broch in the world. I remember when, I was, uh, when my wife and I were dating, so she was a medical student. So I asked her, 